Hey, peace and blessings to you. My name is Jerry B. I am the Entree Musician, and so are you. We're going to have an incredible, candid conversation with John Landers, who has his wonderful music promotion agencies called T-Bames. And it's always a pleasure for me. You know, I interview a lot of musicians, but when I interview Entree Musicians, who are doing things to support other entree musicians and independent artists that does something very special for me and John has been at it for quite a while and he has an incredible story that he's going to share with us so I'm just so grateful to have John on today my friend how are you doing I'm tip top thank you I appreciate being here I appreciate what you're doing in the uh, indie artist space with making connections. That seems to be the thread of what you do. Why don't you tell us a little bit about T-BAMES? Tell us what it is, what it stands for, and why you formed it. Well, it originally was the best, uh, actually the Big Apple Indie Music Series in New York City before moving to Florida. I started this in 2013. Uh, we started at the Gibson Guitar Studios in Midtown Manhattan and ended up at Toshi's Living Room at 26 and Broadway uh, in Manhattan there. Um, basically, in the, from 2013 to 2015, before moving to Florida, we had over 133 artists, most genres, perform live for us in front of music, entertainment, TV, and film industry executives and a that we invited to the, uh, the showcase. Wow. That is absolutely excellent. And so it used to stand for uh, Big Apple, but it stands for what now? Now it stands for the best artist in the music series. I, I thought about and when I moved to Tampa, keeping it, making it the Tampa Bay Artist in the Music Series, keeping the T-Bames uh, acronym. But then I thought that's too, too narrow. So uh -huh. I, I over to the best artist in the music series. And the actual events that I'm starting down here now is actually going to be called Connecting Through Music, which is mm. what we do. Yeah, you absolutely do. And what is your method of making these things uh, happen? You have a pretty deep bio, and uh, you had an incredible encounter at Circuit City Electronics. So why don't you just wire that in for us? And what made you get started, and what was your method in connecting all of these musicians together? Okay, so my, my original uh, career was in lawn and garden hardware industry. I was yeah. a manufacturer for many, many years, uh -huh. selling and servicing all the Home Depots, big box home centers, Maine to Virginia. But in 1999, I, went, I was going through a divorce from a 29-year marriage. Um, in the following three years, my mom was diagnosed with uh, colon cancer. My dad tried to commit suicide as my mom, and my brother was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Uh -huh. um, I, I, went, I fell into a very dark space there. I was in uh, deep depression. Happened to walk into a Circuit City, saw a keyboard, hit the demo keys, played the theme to the James Bond movies, which I'm a big fan. Mm -hmm. And by I just bought a keyboard, took it home, labeled the keys, and used the built-in loops to write and create my own music uh, for myself, which really kind of kept me from checking out a life myself, because I was very close to that. Wow. Now, were you a keyboard player prior to that? Were you involved in music or in any bands? Nope, nope. Uh, in the 60s, I was a drummer. I uh, mm. self-taught myself drumming, but uh, I left that for you know, other things in life. Um, but I, I just picked up the keyboard. I, I kind of used, the, like I said, built-in loops. I kind of create my own melodies through that and by ear. And uh, I was very fortunate to meet a very talented music producer in Connecticut when I was living up there, uh, Bobby Tamaro, known as Funky Boy. Uh -huh. And... Uh, 
he actually had a, we met through the Connecticut Songwriters Association up there. Um, and he would invite a few of us to his uh, studio and he called it a, a studio's, a, a producer's playground, where he would take a, a chorus and a, and a verse and ask the, ask the person, you know, what genre do you see this as? What artist do you think you see envisioning singing this? And he would just create something from, from scratch um, that would sound exactly like that. And that blew us all away. He was very talented that way. He was a smooth art, jazz artist in his own right. Wow. But um, that got me started. Um, I actually, he did produce all my, uh, I have 11 tracks right now. It's on Reverb Nation. Um, my genre is jazz, pop, and blues. But um, to be honest, he outsourced the vocals. I'm the first to admit I can't sing, I don't try. So he would outsource the vocals to other independent artists, um, bring it in and record it. And in fact, in 2006, I remarried and had my vows written into a song for our first dance called mm -hmm. This Special Moment. Uh, again, outsourced the vocal. The only one he uh, insisted I do was like a rapsy bluesy thing that's called the Midlife Crisis Blues. And I just ah. kind of rap. And we could hear this on uh, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Reverb Nation? Apple, Sound, yeah, it's on, yes, it is. It's on, uh, it's on iTunes, it's on um, Reverb, you can get it, you can listen to it, uh, uh, Spotify. Uh, yeah. I'm on pretty much all the sites. Gotcha. And you're rapping, you know. I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop this conversation to go and just hear that, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's just a rap, and that's the only rap I probably ever have done in my whole life, and probably ever will do in my whole life at this point. That's that's very cool. But uh, with respect to your family, you know, I don't want to just leave a cliffhanger. You know, uh, all is well. You're remarried, and you know, how's your dad doing? Your brother? How, how's it, everything going? My, my mom passed away in 2000, 2000 actually. Um, my dad in 2003 and my brother in 2014. I see. I see. So they're, they're gone, but I have uh, nephews and nieces. I have a nephew and niece from him, and I have still two daughters up in Connecticut, and three grandsons up there between the two of them, and uh, a granddaughter down here in Florida, which is the purpose of moving down here. Ah. Uh, my, my second wife, her daughter married someone in uh, Mary who, who wanted to move to Florida to be next to his mom. And then they had their, their daughter. And I figured, well, I'm not looking for a third marriage, so I better move down here and make her happy. And that's what I did. <laughs> Very cool. Happy wife, happy life. Well, tell, tell me then, you know, let's, uh, let's continue with that Circuit City experience with you being remarried. What was the impetus then of you actually, you know, starting this in New York, T-Bames, and saying, well, I need to connect this venue with this artist, and what was the methodology that you used to build the organization? It was, yeah, it was kind of a slow transition. I, um, after leaving the lawn and garden hardware industry, I ended up actually buying a graphic design business. It was called Creative Desktop at the time. Hmm. Um, and now, uh, Creative Group is better. Uh, Not knowing about a Creative Group organization that you know works as a they hire uh, graphic designers. That was a second. That, that was not in my mind at the time. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, I bought an existing business that was in New, New Milford, Connecticut, called Creative Desktop. And I, even though I bought it and it was existing business, I kind of really wasn't in the right time uh, mind frame yet. I was still dealing with uh, depression. I see. Um, it took me a while to get through that. I ended up uh, doing something called networking with music. That was a transition to the Big Apple Indie Music Series. I, I started in Danbury, Connecticut, this networking with music. 
where I thought I'd bring an artist in and just have him play and, and have all the business people in the area connected with each other as a networking event. But that, that led me to, no, I want to do something more than that. So I, I started networking. You know, you, first of all, you have to learn how to network effectively. I, learned, I read a book called uh, Endless Referrals by Bob Berg. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going, I was averaging three to four networking events a week in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area, traveling all over the place, um, joining 36 meetup groups yeah. and just getting out there and meeting people. And by doing that, I connected with the Gibson Guitar Studios in New York, which was under the radar for most people because it was designed for, you know, headliners to go into rehearse before their concerts and such. Um, unfortunately, not to go fast track forward, but most of the genre venues that I worked with in New York because of the COVID pandemic are no longer there. Yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I understand yeah. that. Well, uh, I understand that you chronicled uh, a lot of this in your autobiography too. I forgot to introduce the fact that uh, you are an author as well. Your book is called a man in his music. And uh, so that, that gives us both sides of who you are, John Landers, the entree, the musician and the entree musician, right? A uh, small correction. The, my CD is A Man and His Music. Ah. My, my book is called Lyrically Speaking, My Life, My Words. Ah, my faux pas. Yeah, yeah, which is something just creative. And, and I came up with connecting through music as a, as a theme because that's really what I do in terms of connecting people. I've mm-hmm. always encouraged artists when they to the New York, uh, to the Big Apple, to, you know, interact with each other as well, because you never know what synergies can develop in creative processing with other artists. True. And part of the, the process of what we did there. Um, yeah. The other thing that we tried to do, um, we also had a, um, uh, what do you call it, a music pitch session. So mm-hmm. typically, let me just go back. So a typical showcase, I would invite up to six different artists coming in for an evening they each do 20 minutes or four songs each. And I always tried to mix the genres for the evening. So it was like a buffet of music. Um, and that was nice for everyone to enjoy in that sense. And it took me a while to learn the right way in what order to actually have these artists perform. Yeah. Um, you know, because you don't want an acoustic player in the middle because people tend to kind of lose their interest and move away. You're going to start acoustic and work up to a high, you know, upbeat kind high of energy, music. Yeah. Even in there. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely excellent. So, with respect to uh, the book, what you know, what what do you talk about? Do you, is it more personal, or is it more in how you've built, you know, the organization and in, in the direction that you're going? Actually, the book is a compilation of material that I've written since high school mm-hmm. that I could have been uh, lyrics for a song or what have you, mm-hmm. but it just whole compilation of things that I wrote over the years. Um, I just wanted to keep, you know, compile it into one, one source. I actually wrote a short story um, that's part of that as well. That's in there. It's a fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just my thoughts and my processing and growing up in, you know, in a crazy world that we live. I mean, I grew up in the 60s, so um, it was, you know, I, I went to a high school, which was a co-educational boarding school in upstate New York. We had Timothy Leary's daughter there, Susan. Um, and a lot of eclectic people went to that high school and it was like a family. I mean, my class was only like 26 students, wow. um, all, all nine, 10th, 11th, 12th, all four grades, maybe a total of 120 some odd students. So 
it was kind of a family. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, uh, after my divorce, I, I wanted to get back in, in connection with my family, and I started. I actually uh, organized a few uh, high school, you know, high school reunions back at the campus. Um, I see. I did three of those out of the. I almost did four of them, I guess. But um, it it just was my way of also helping myself get through my uh, depression and, and understanding myself better. Yeah, I can I can dig that. Now, uh, on your website, you say that you're a music promotion agency, but I also see uh, that you're a consulting agent as well. And the question that that comes to mind is, uh, do you think that an artist or songwriter would need a consultant over having uh, personal management in his or her career? Or, you know, uh, if they have a personal manager who's doing that? You know, I, I, I'm just I think I know the answer to it, but I wanted to know what your perspective was. Uh, is this consultancy for those artists who don't have any management and just need direction or how do you view it? I, I think it's more for direction. Um, a lot of I mean, I try to uh, teach teach the artists to really learn the business side of this industry mm -hmm. for their own good. Um, labels are not as important today as they were 20 years ago or 10 years ago. Absolutely. Um, because that, um, there are other resource ways of, do, of you know, building your own uh, career. Uh, obviously, you need to get out there and perform live as much as possible um, to get paid gigs. Um, maybe a track on a TV or film, uh, you know, track would be good for, for that income. But it, it's really uh, performing live, but also who you connect with. Mm -hmm. um, there are a lot of, uh, you know, sharks out there who promise a lot of things to these artists and never come through with what they offer. It's true. Um, the red light I advise them, if you ever see a website that um, has no phone number where you can contact the person that's behind it, has no information about who is behind it and what their backgrounds are, chances are whatever they're promising you is not going to come through <laughs> because you need to have transparency that's um, right. in terms of you know, connecting with the people behind those websites. That's um, right. That, that's one of the things I learned very quickly in this industry. There's a lot of sharks out there. Absolutely. Um, um, but I, I, you know, I do connect with people like gig, gigmore.com, which is a great place to get, to find gigs. That's G-I-G-M-O-R.com. There's gigsalad.com. There's gigmit, uh, gigmit.com for European touring uh, for gigs. Um, I think it's important that when you do start to do gigs, you're, you're on bands in town to promote your gigs mm -hmm. on that. Um, there's a lot of resources out there that help and support the artists, but the ones that do it really well. Um, and I, I try to give, I, 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 I offer that for free advice to anyone that contacts me because I, I'm just here to help them. They got to be guided properly in this industry because there's a lot out there that would make them go south. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I understand. Uh, I understand that very well now. So then, uh, do you have artists that you've signed to your promotion agency? Or how, how does that work when someone, preferably from Florida, gets in contact with you? What does that process look like? Uh, how do you walk through that uh, connection with them, getting them into venues, etc.? Well, um, to work with the artists, I, ha I look at four criteria is even to start with um, if they're in the right place. And, and this is how I choose the artists for my showcase. So I look at stage presence, how well they engage the audience, 
the ability to sing on key without apps like auto-tune, and originality material. Yeah. If they don't have those key features, then I do, um, I can offer them guidance in terms of referring them to artist development agencies that can help them with those uh, parts of their you know, career. Yeah. Um, vocal coaches, any of that to teach them stage presence, teach that. I, I'm connected with a, a few different mm -hmm. good artist development agencies that I refer to them. Um, as far as uh, signing them, I'm not really, at this point, I'm not really a label or signing. I'm here just to support them. If I can refer them to the right people to help them with their careers, that's what I do. And, I, and I'm careful of who I refer them to. That's good. Um, uh, that's, that's really what I do right now. And my, my vision with uh, T-Bames and the showcases is, first of all, it's a family of artists. Whenever uh, any of the artists who perform for me from New York to here, they are permanently part of my family. So anytime I have an idea of opportunity for them to perform, they get notified. Um, and, as a and in addition to that, what I'm now planning is to build a family of venues that will support and, and provide them an opportunity to perform live um, in their areas. Yeah. Because what I've, my big challenge down here in Florida so far, and I've been here for several years now, most venues want cover bands and tribute bands, and that's their cover. That's their comfort zone. Yeah, right. Um, that's just not what I'm looking for. So I'm I'm now one one venue at a time. I'm actually building out now, where once a month they, they provide the space, and we bring in uh, the, the six artists to perform the live original material for these people to listen to for the first time. That's the way I want to see this uh, develop. And then once we have a family of uh, venues across the country, which is my goal, then I can send all these uh, family of artists that we have in our family on a tour throughout the whole country and have their own personal tour um, ongoing so they can organically build a fan base. That's something uh, like the Motown Review from the 60s where you have all of the artists traveling and doing sort of uh, the, the country. That's, that's, that's what Motown did you know, uh, here in the States before they sent all of those icons out to Europe. Interesting concept. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd be open for another American bandstand. I think that, that was the best, the best concept back in the day. I yeah, grew up with that. My yeah. best friend, my best friend's uncle was uh, Dick Clark's uh, manager back in the day. So wow. I was about in, into that as well. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's absolutely excellent. But getting back to something that you said, uh, uh, in your response is the comfortability for the venues to book the tribute and the cover bands because that's steady money, you know, uh, for them from that perspective. And then having the passion to look for the artist who is very original and maybe the next whomever because of the originality of their work. You know, that's a passion of yours. And how did you see navigating the challenge to making sure that the venue can appreciate the originality of the artist over just, well, yeah, they're a tribute band and sign here? Well, first off, it's got to be the quality of the artist that I bring in. I have mm -hmm. a reputation to keep that way. Um, yeah. Obviously, with someone who's not that exciting or, you know, has bad stage presence, that's going to kill the whole idea of it altogether. Certainly. That's why I'm very careful and critical about how I choose the artists. Mm -hmm. um, if they give me the opportunity to do that, and, and part of that also being that I, I want to build a, uh, you know, I need corporate sponsors that really help support this as well. 
And that's another pro that's a challenge I'm working on right now, but I, I know I can get there. But having the corporate sponsors or even um, a philanthropist who supports the arts and music to cover some of the expenses, that would help us a great deal because, um, you know, first of all, they, the, the venue needs to be able to compensate me and my time to do this. And they, in order to do that, I have to prove to them that I can bring in at least a, a number, a good fan base or a good turnout for that, for that event. Yeah. Um, the other part of that will eventually also to live stream the event as well and, and broadcast that out to like YouTube and such. Um, yeah. But again, I, I need a team and I'm looking to build a team um, mm -hmm. and I'm looking to, to do that because I'm doing everything myself right now. I do my own website, I do all my own graphics. The other thing that we that's different for our showcases is that um, we print out a program that provides a bio of the artist performing for that night along with a link to the website. Mm -hmm. No, not many places you go to will give you a program unless you're at a theater. Well, sure. So we're doing things, you know, a little bit more beyond what the average uh, showcase does for you. Very, very cool. Uh, you have some great reviews from artists on your website. Uh, what would you say was the most rewarding experience? Is there a particular artist or group of artists who stand out to you, whether in Florida or back in New York, that you said, hey, this is worth, <laughs> this is worth it. I'm going to get up and brush my teeth and do it again. You know, what, what was the most rewarding experience from that time? Oh, gosh, there's so many. Um... Cassandra is a very good artist. Um, we get uh, uh, Jessica Lynn, who's a country western artist. She's from the Shania Twain camp. She came to perform for us up there. I even got her a gig down here my first year in Tampa. Um, very good artist. And and then just more recently, um, because of my website, there's a band out of Sarasota, hmm. uh, eight piece band. It's a rock band known as Break Fail, and that's B R A K E. They are phenomenal. Um, they, they, they're an eight-piece. They have original material. The lead guitarist is a capital EMI artist from the 80s. Um, and they put on a, a set of 90 minutes flawlessly. I mean, it, and it's all original, great, all original music and, and a lot of variety of what they do. Wow. Um, and and the, the way they the, uh, found them is they approached me. They needed help because they were getting started down here and they wanted some help. So... You know, I'm always kind of cautious about who I sign up. So, well, I don't know what you're, you know, how you are. Do you have any videos of, you know, live footage so I can see how you are? I said, why don't you come down to one of our uh, rehearsals? They had a converted warehouse in Bradenton, or Brandon rather, and they invited me in for one night to watch the rehearsal. And I sat there for 90 minutes like I was watching a, a headliner. I was like blown <laughs> away. Wow, these guys are awesome. And, and as a result of that, I, I got them booked at the uh, this year's uh, Florida Strawberry Festival here in down Florida, which is a huge, uh, big, follow, you know, big turnout for that. Hundreds of thousands of people come to that every year. Wow! Um, and they got to perform there. They and they loved, loved them. I mean, it was it was a way to get them out there. I, I even redid their website because it was outdated. So you know, those are the things that I, I really have a lot of fun with doing that. That's fantastic. So with the, the uh, break fail and others being your most rewarding experience, uh, what would you turn the corner around and say was the most challenging, especially as far as getting on your feet, uh, gaining the trust of the artists, gaining the trust of the venues to really put it together? What was the most challenging 
experience? Well, the most challenging was my very first, really the first showcase. I learned the hard way. Um, I had one artist booked for, it was originally going to be happening in December of 2012. And um, almost a day or two before the artist was coming in, she, she got sick and couldn't make it. And I had to cancel the whole showcase. And I thought, okay, one artist isn't enough. I need to have some backups in case I'm, I'm, I'm in that situation. So that's when I started to go from one to two. I ended up up to six. And I felt that that was a more comfort area that way. Yeah. Um, the other challenge is, is also, well, I try to ask the artist, leave your egos at home. <laughs> Appreciate what we're doing for you. Right. Because you'll every once in a while you get an artist who expects all this kind of stuff and with any, you know, and just they're entitled. Well, no, you know, you have to show you prove yourself and show yourself and, and do, you know, what's expected of you, you know, sure. appreciate what we're doing for you. Sure. Um, those, those have always been challenges with mm -hmm. some artists. But for the most part, I mean, but the only thing I ask for them, because I never charge them to perform for us. Um, is just write a review of what your experience was performing for us. That's all we asked for. And thankfully, they did that for, for our New York events. Um, I will start, I'll be starting this one here in 2023 now. I was going to start it sooner here. I did do one trial one in September, but that was only for two artists and it wasn't really what I wanted. So part of what also my challenge in that respect is also the difference between up north and here. Most of the Northern New York venues had their own built-in back lines for sound and everything. Here they outsource it, and you're at the mercy of the of the quality of the uh, engineer that comes with that sound system. Um, and I find a lot of them down here are, are are just not that great because I'm also critical. If you can't hear the vocals, you're doing a disservice to the customer, and you do a disservice to the band. Correct. You got to have it done so that the vocals are heard. Mm -hmm. um, so fortunately, I, through the brake fail guys, I connected with a really good sound engineer, and that's good. been my challenge in that respect. So I'm walking before I run to try to build this out to make sure I have the right people in place to do this in the right way. That's excellent. Those are the challenges. The venue, the sound, it all comes together that way. That, that's excellent. Well, with respect to the, uh, the T. Bames family of artists that you have, uh, what do you see the next three to five years for as you uh, are hunkering down there in Florida? Well, uh, I, I, my goal is to have a good number of venues throughout Florida set up by that point, um, mm -hmm. and hopefully we'll be on beyond that. I want to go back to New York. I want to go back to, I like to go back into Nashville. I'd like to get to a lot of different, uh, you know, music cities, hmm. but again, one venue at a time to build out because you have to do it organically. Otherwise, you make you make mistakes and then it will shoot you in the foot. So <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be slow process, um, but I, you know, it's going to happen. And I mean, we also work with Reverb Nation. I'm, I'm good friends with one of the founders there. So. Just to give you an idea, when we did our New York events, we averaged 2,400 to 4,800 submissions a month, and that alone from across the globe. Understood. Um, having said that, 2 to 3% maybe qualified based on what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, I, I did have planned to do one here, and I had a Dropbox on Reverb for November 18th, which I had to cancel. But it the first days it was out there we had over uh well gosh we had 266 submissions when we started in october 
Mm. As today, we've had 486 submissions, and I've had and I've reached over 33,355 artists on Reverb alone on that. So we again, we're out there. I mean, when I came down here, a lot of the artists recognized the Big Apple Indie Music Series because of, of, of Reverb. Sure. They gave us a, a credibility of what we're doing. Yeah. Um, so we're not just a fly-by-night type of operation. You know, we're yeah. here for the long term. That's beautiful. Well, here's a question that I've always wanted to ask you, and obviously we've talked uh, offline, but uh, what does LION stand for, L-I-O-N, on your LinkedIn profile? I've always uh, wanted to ask you that. <laughs> that's something to do with, with LinkedIn. Um, it's, it's for uh, people's profiles who are open to connecting with other people. Ah. Uh, it shows that you're open to connecting with people that, that are interested in meeting you. Um, it, it's it's something I like to do, but again, you still have to be careful of who you, you bring into and accept. Sure. Because, uh, I have one example I, I would like to mention. This one guy that had a great profile, looked really very impressive, um, had all these... Uh, uh, well, gosh, he said he, he created these musics with these all these well-known icons turn out to be totally false ah. um you have to do your due diligence even on even even with linkedin with profiles i yeah. guess that can happen anywhere uh, you have you got to be careful because mm -hmm. there are people out there that just claim a lot of things and they're all bs correct and it's it's a learning curve but lying lying is a, is a good thing because you a lot of more people i in linkedin alone I've, i'm connected over four thousand uh globally yeah absolutely uh, that, yeah, I, that I know and I know are, are, are really good people. Yeah, it's a great it's a great platform. And I, I found uh, on the platforms that I've uh, I am on uh, LinkedIn is uh, the most engaging for me personally. So, you know, that's how you and I hooked up and, you know, just grateful I, that uh, we're real. And I also even uh, advise the music artists to get the profile LinkedIn because they can connect with people that way. Sure. Oh, and another another thing I tell them about a backdoor way into getting their music onto soundtrack for TV and film, I tell them go to stage32.com. Mm -hmm. Now that because that's for new, that's for it's like a Facebook for producers and directors in the industry. Yeah. That's a great way to get in. You don't have to de uh, compete with music submit or music uh, to deal or you know, Sonic Bids, Taxi, you're yeah. you're going to backdoor and, and getting more exposed that way than having to, do, you know, compete with all the other people out there that are on those other sites. Absolutely. That's that's absolutely wonderful, man. You've given us some uh, not only great advice, but uh, shared your heart about uh, your mission, why you're passionate about it. And I love people who are connectors. That's a, I feel like I'm a born connector and I like to make introductions for real conversations that lead to real connections and collaborations. So, uh, John, that was the one thing that was magnetic uh, about you. Now, I know that you've done a tremendous amount of interviews and usually there's a canned set of questions for you, but Perhaps you approach this interview thinking, I know Jerry's going to ask me this question. And for some reason, I haven't asked that question. Can you answer the unasked question? Depends what that question is. <laughs> and, th and that's it. That's the whole point of it, because maybe you thought I was going to ask you something and I did not. I have no, you know, I'm, I'm open. If I don't have the answer, I'll. 
I'll say I don't know, and I'll find out what the answer is. That's all. <laughs> the old saying, you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. Well, is there anything that uh, you want to uh, add that you feel I, I've left out and I haven't asked? Hmm. Well, uh, can't think of anything, but if I do, I'll... <laughs> We'll, we'll do we'll, we'll do a part two, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm open. I mean, I, I just love what I do, and I, uh, you know, I meet some really good talent. I, you know, my next event will be in February. I've decided already not to do January, mm -hmm. and reason being is that there's an artist in Maine that I absolutely am very impressed with. Um, he's only in his twenties, and he's very talented. He's a great songwriter a great uh, entertainer on stage and he, he, he just comes with a keyboard and a guitar wow. and he'll do Billy Joel or uh, Elton John and put, and then mix in his original stuff and blow people away. Wow. Um, that's something I'm looking very forward to having bring him down here. In fact, I'm going to end up doing, uh, finding, booking him in other venues around Florida while he's down here for the month of February. That's um, excellent. I'm really excited about that. But I, but, it's amazing how many other people I'm, I'm actually meeting the talent this way. Oh, and there's another site that I, I just got onto, which is really unique. It's called Groover.co. Hmm. And in there, people like me will get uh, a track to review. And you, you just give them a, a feedback on the review. And actually, you're, you're compensated a, a pound UK um, for every review you do. Wow. Um, but it's, 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 it's another way. To connect with artists that you may not have connected with otherwise um, that's a really good site for you to check out mm -hmm. um, groover.co is, is a, a really interesting and, and on, another site I'd like to share is um, a new startup called live.space that's going to compete with our, uh, sites like uh, Twitch, or, Twitch or whatever that is where the artist keeps 85% of any income stream that he makes, uh, that he's able to build on that site versus 50% on someone else's. That's uh, excellent. That's a really good site. I, I'm always getting, finding all this stuff new that's coming out. And I'm always in touch and on, on you know, my ear is open for anything new in, in technology um, that would help uh, in that respect. Well, that's that's excellent, John. And I certainly appreciate the time that you gave us uh, today here on The Entree Musician. And uh, I know this won't be our last conversation. In fact, I'm going to have to have you on our sister show, which is Artist Impact, so that you can be a panelist for some of the independent artists that we bring on that one as well. So I really I appreciate your heart, man. I appreciate your passion and the people that you've introduced me to, including the gentleman from Breakfield. So we're going to make that happen. Uh, uh, awesome. as well so uh thank you man and uh we look forward to seeing you next time this is john landers from tbames and you can go to tbames.com and find out more about him more about his passion their mission uh the consultancy which i think you should check into especially if you're an artist and you do not have personal management you definitely want to look up tbames.com all of the uh, information will be in the description box below so that you can avail yourself to this great agency. And as I always say, like, share, 
and uh, talk about the Entree Musician as much as you can. You got to tell 15 people you know and maybe 12 that you don't that you hang out with the EntreeMusician.com. Give them this video. Tell them more about John Landers and uh, we'll see you again next time. My name is Jerry B. I am the Entree Musician, but most importantly, so are you. God bless.